What do you do when your so-called haters are your family members? Hi, welcome to a really hard conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can find out about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And this is the kind of question that just breaks my heart, my friends. I think that we, you know, in the entrepreneurial space, we always say, just ignore the haters or the haters are motivators <laughs> was one I saw the other day that made me want to vomit. Um, and it's so easy to pump us up with, uh, pump ourselves up with these, this false bravado, really. Uh, it's nothing else than uh, false bravado, right? And I, you've heard me talk about the, on the show that, you know, you have to decide for yourself whose opinion you care about because there's not room to care about everybody. So you have to decide your circle. You have to decide who's in the center of your circle and your most trusted confidants who are going to be your, you know, front porch friends, your kitchen friends, the bedroom friends, and the level of closeness and intimacy that people have with you determines how much you value their opinion and how much you take action on what you have to say. And that is such a generalized message. And that that's what today's listener letter really points out. Because in theory, if life goes the way it's supposed to, and everybody gets to have their normal, happy, you know, um, easy breezy childhood, none of which most of us have had, um, our parents and our family members are a source of our strength. They build us up. They make our, our they make us build, uh, let me start that one over. They make us bigger. They get us to act bolder and they help us to be braver. But not all families operate and move through the world that way. And sometimes families break our hearts. And sometimes families radically fail to meet any kind of expectation. And all they try to do is bring us down and get us caught up in their judgment and their opinions about how we should be living and what we should be doing. And that's where today's listener finds herself. And I can't just tell her, oh, ignore the haters, shut it down, ignore it, move on, not your vibe, not your tribe. That messaging doesn't work when we're by biologically wired to give a shit about what our parents and our family members think about us. Like we are raised to to pay attention to their love. We're raised with this idea that like their belief of us informs our belief of ourselves. So when they've got it all wrong and it's completely backwards and it's become toxic, you can know in your bones that what they're saying is nonsense. You can know to the deepest core of your being that they have no business saying what they're saying or thinking what they're thinking, but that is not going to stop them. And still as a business owner, as a human being, you know, because again, like I think we're all in it sometimes, my friends, and we're just human. Like as we move through the world, our families are going to hurt us, regardless if we're business owners established with six and seven multi-figure businesses, or we're just starting out and we haven't even made our first $500. It's going to hit us and it's going to hurt us. That's where today's listener finds herself. So let me read her letter and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, my family and I are a disaster. For reasons too many to name, I have barely been in contact with them for a year. They're not good for me. They're not good to me. I'm trying to build a life on my own without them. 
and I'm trying to figure out what my dream even is. Once you've been disinvited from the house, you suddenly have a lot of things you have to decide on. I have a lot of it figured out, and I'm mostly doing okay. I know this could take a week of episodes to really dig deep into, and I'm not asking for that, and I'm not expecting you to fix this in a single podcast episode. I do have one concrete question for you, though. How do I stop caring what they think? I know they aren't good for me. I know they don't understand me and that they don't support me. I know that that will never change, but I still find myself internally reacting to and thinking about their criticism and the ways they pick me apart. Every time I try something new, I hear my mom clucking her tongue in my head. I hear the repeated character assassinations. And while they don't defeat me and I'm not a victim to them, they do make me feel like I'm walking through mud to get to where I really want to go. There's no such thing as ignoring them in this scenario. What do you think actually works? You know, here's the thing. First of all, I, I'm so sorry that this is your story. And I'm so impressed with the amount of strength and peace of mind and acceptance that you have already illustrated in your letter here today. The idea that you can kind of know unequivocally that these people don't really know you, that they don't know what they're talking about, and that they, you know, they're missing out on some level, but that you've got it mostly figured out like good for you because this letter is such a sign of someone who has done the work who's come to a place of self-acceptance to of someone who's come to this place of recognizing that her family is an empty well and that you're not going to get filled there. Those are already some hard truths that you have really had to face and look down the barrel and come to accept. And you have done an incredibly remarkable job for yourself. So I don't at all want you thinking that this letter is about you having a step backwards, you having mindset work to do, you not being ready to go and get your bold dreams. Because this question that's sitting with you, this question that you're holding and that you're wrestling with, it is a perfectly normal response to this series of abnormal events that have led to you being disinvited from your family home. It is normal to not know where you fit in the world when the people who are supposed to tell you here, right here is where you fit. And they don't, and instead they leave you you know, sort of looking and searching and rebuilding a new life and a new home and redefining family for yourself, it is normal to go like, oh gosh, like I remember that time my mom said such and such. And what about that time when my dad X, Y, Z? It is so normal without any other recent point of reference, without any other positive point of rest, you know, reference to have those negative critical thoughts resonating with you. This does not mean you've done anything wrong. This does not mean you haven't done the work. It is normal to be hurt and disappointed when our families make us feel like we suck. And that is what's happening for you. And that's what you're living with. And so this idea that you're supposed to just suck it up, dust yourself off and move on is completely unrealistic because you're in a moment of really experiencing a, you know, a normal reaction here. It is normal to doubt yourself when the people who are supposed to build you up break you down instead. And you have done an incredible job of rebuilding yourself this far. So the first thing that I want you to do, step one is normalize this 
for yourself. Because I think one of the things that happens in the entrepreneurial space is people do a crap job at sending the messaging on how do you respond to people who doubt you, criticize you, and bring you down. It is not just so simple that you dust yourself up and you keep going. I think the first step is to really, you know, recognize for yourself and acknowledge that like it hurts, that this isn't normal. So A, like identify that like it is not normal for this to have happened, that you are having a reaction to this, and that it's okay to doubt yourself a little in response to it. I don't want you to look at the list of all the coulda, shoulda, wouldas and the things you should be doing and think that you're not doing enough. It is crucial to me that you recognize how much strength and resilience is in your letter already. So the first part of that is to recognize and accept that this is normal. The second part is to be able to own your feelings, your thoughts, and your reactions. That our thoughts and our feelings feelings are perfectly inarguable. You can't be angry and have somebody tell you you're not angry. You can't think this is unfair and have somebody tell you you don't think this is unfair. Your thoughts, your feelings are perfectly inarguable and you get to own them. And then the next piece to this is recognizing that there's an and in between sentences. My family doesn't support me and I think they're wrong. My family doesn't see my talents and I know that I have to recognize my own. My family doesn't believe in me and I believe in myself. That your challenge isn't going to be to just leave them in the dust. That is a process that takes years and you are only one year into this latest round of distance for yourself. So it is normal after only a year to be carrying the and because you haven't fully redefined yourself. You haven't fully created a new family for yourself and new relationships and built a better structure for your life for yourself. There's still work to do. And, you know, one of the things I learned on the first day of social work school, because again, you know, just as a reminder for those of you who might have just met me and come to know me, I'm a trained therapist with 25 years experience doing this. You know, one of the things that, you know, the biggest challenge we have in the human experience is to hold both, to hold the fact that um, we have good feelings and bad feelings, that good things can happen to us and awful things can happen to us. And the bad things don't erase the good and the good things don't make the bad things not hurt, that we're challenged to hold both. And so that's my challenge for you with this is to say, you know what? It is really going to hurt when your mom says that you're not capable of this. It is really going to hurt when your dad's, you know, decides that like, no, you're not coming to the house or your mom decides you're not coming to the house or whatever the story is that led to you being disinvited. Um, So this idea that you are going to have to live with the hurt. And so often the, the trick to this is by acknowledging the hurt and acknowledging how you respond to it. Because I think one of the things that happens sometimes is we have a a tough thing happen and some people become victims to it. They wrap themselves up into it. And if you listen to an old episode of mine, how I turned out okay in the end, I talk about that. I talk about the fact that my mom died when I was six years old and I built my own identity around that one solitary thing. It was like, hi, I'm Heather, my mom died. Hi, I'm Heather, I'm a motherless daughter. Hi, I'm Heather. 
mother. I don't have a mom. And I never, you know, not never. I, it took me a long time to redefine my identity as somebody whose mom died, but there was so much more to the story of me. So some of this, you know, is that happens over time. But the first part of this and the first page of this is actually acknowledging the story. So saying, you know, I'm moving through the world without the support of my parents and coming to a place of acceptance of that, of recognizing that that's going to impact your thoughts. It's going to impact some of your feelings and how you look at the world. And you're going to say, and this has an impact on me. And then, you know, our thoughts and our feelings are just energy. We get to decide what we want to do with them. We get to decide for ourselves how we want to move through the world in that way. So the challenge for you is going to be to do that next, to say, okay, this is your heartache. This is your disappointment. Your family doesn't have your back in the way that you wish and in the way you deserve. You want something different for yourself. You're not getting it. How do you want to use that? energy? Where do you want to put this? How do you want to respond? How do you want to act? And it, and the answer isn't going to be respond to them because they've already proven to you that they're the empty well. They've already shown you that they're incapable of showing up for you and on your behalf. So they're not going to do that. You know, but what you have to decide is what you're going to do instead and manage that challenge a little bit for yourself of holding both. And part of this is, you know, including the people who disagree with your parents, including the um, specific measurable observable proof that not everybody agrees with this approach, that not everybody agrees that you need to be disinvited from your family, that not everyone finds you offensive, that you have talent. So one of the things that ends up happening is the negative is so much easier to believe sometimes. So the next thing I want you to do is start to add more voices to the narrative because it's never not going to be true that your family doesn't support you, but it is going to be true that your best friend does, that your close friends do, that people at work see your talent, that random people you interact with are going to appreciate you for random things, that you're going to meet new people that are going to feel as close as family, and you're going to define for yourself what living on your terms looks like and feels like. And the way that you do that is, you know, spending some time tuning in. And, you know, if you're going to hold your family's negative view of yourself, that you also hold the people who have come to know you today and the way that you move through the world today. And you challenge yourself to hold both, to say, yes, my family doesn't believe me and that hurts, but this is also true. And not give oxygen to it, not wrap yourself in victim mode around it, not, you know, do what I did and make my, your, you know, define yourself by being a motherless daughter. Well, not that you're a motherless daughter, but you know what I mean. Like, don't define yourself by being somebody whose family no longer speaks to her. Like, my family no longer speaks to me and, and start to reclaim your identity. Um, and then, you know, the other piece to this, that this is, and this is the psychobabble piece. This is what you get when you listen to a podcast from somebody who also has a therapy background. Like you might need to really look at what your story is and you might need to unpack this a little bit to really pay attention to how your family has impacted you, what your experiences have been like. And you might need to yourself hire a 
therapist or, you know, a coach or a consultant, you might have some work to do here or some journaling to do to really look at, you know, how are their thoughts and feelings, people who don't support you, people who don't have your back, how are their thoughts and feelings impacting your behavior today? How are you showing up or not showing up based on what they, they're saying and what they're thinking and what they're putting out there? Because the next thing we want to do is make sure that your behaviors are being informed by people who see and understand who you are today, not people who are trying to make you different. Um, you acknowledged it yourself that this isn't so easy that we can tackle it in a single podcast episode, but you are by no means at all the only person who has pieces of herself that from her past or even her messy present that are affecting her ability to do business today. This is my bread and butter, my friends. This is the kind of work I do. This is the kind of conversations I have. If you would like to work with me, I invite you to share your personal story with me and get to know me. Let's, you know, let's schedule yourself in for a let's talk session. You can share more of your story. This is an open invitation to anybody who's been listening and still suffering and still struggling. Let's get you out of your own way. Let's talk and connect, learn what you're hurting with and how I might be able to help. I would welcome the opportunity to have that conversation with you and anybody else in your shoes um, because that's truly how the ending gets rewritten and the narrative changes. Um, I, I'm so sorry you're hurting and I'm so sorry you're struggling, but you have come so much further than you think and this is within reach for you. I really believe that. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.